Friends, if we could... Uh, everybody get a palm and, uh, and a service sheet. Do you have the service sheets? Are they there? Okay. There are some as we go, as we go in. We'll begin on page one. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Assist us mercifully with your help, O Lord God of our salvation, that we may enter with joy upon the contemplation of those mighty acts, whereby you have given us life and immortality through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. It is right to praise you, almighty God, for the acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was proclaimed as king of kings by those who spread their garments and branches of palm along his way. Let these branches be for us signs of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our king and follow him in the way that leads to an eternal life who lives and reigns in glory with you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Luke. After telling a parable to the crowd at Jericho, Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and if you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest.
In your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. As you are seated, the children may go with uh, Alex to Children's Church. A reading from Isaiah. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, the Lord? There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and Savior. There is no one besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, for my mouth has gone forth in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me are righteousness and strength. All who are incensed against him shall come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord all the offspring of Israel shall triumph and glory. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Today's psalm is Psalm chapter 22, verses 1 to 11. We will read responsively by the half verse. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not answer. Yet you are the Holy One. Our ancestors put their trust in you. They cried out to you and were delivered. But as for me, I am a worm and not a man. All who see me laugh me to scorn. He trusted in the Lord. Let the Lord deliver him. Yet you are he who took me out of the womb. I have been entrusted to you ever since I was born. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. reading from Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, 
did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. The assembly of the elders of the people rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? 
And he answered, you say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, he stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, where he began, even to this place. And when Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he heard that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, oh, he was glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. But he questioned him at length, and Jesus gave him no answer. And the chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. And then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Now Pilate then called together all the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, you brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and, and here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, away with this fellow, release Barabbas to us. For this was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. And Pilate wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And the third time he said to them, why, what evil has he done? I have found him no ground for a sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted, and he released the man they asked for, the one who had been put into prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. And as they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country and had laid a cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A great number of the people followed him, and among these were women who were beating their breasts and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For the days are surely coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. And then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do this when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others also 
who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him and said, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There were also an inscription of him saying, the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged there kept deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other one rebuked him saying, do not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of the condemnation. Are we indeed have been condemned justly, but we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come to your kingdom. And he replied, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn into two. And then Jesus crying in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. And when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Sixty-two years ago, this September, a six-year-old girl started first grade. Her name was Ruby Bridges, and she started first grade in New Orleans with probably a million or two other six-year-old kids who also started the first grade that year. This should not have been a remarkable day for any of them, and it wasn't for almost all of them, other than the nervousness they felt at beginning their educational experience like you and I did when we started first grade. But for Ruby, it was not so ordinary a day. Ruby started at William Franz High School, or uh, elementary school, in, uh, in New Orleans, and she was surrounded by U.S. Marshals. Because you see, Ruby Bridges was black, 
and there had never been a black student at William French High School, uh, Elementary School in history. Barbara Henry, who was Ruby's teacher, stayed in the school to teach Ruby, and she taught Ruby by herself for the entire year. Because all of the white parents had taken their children out of the school and boycotted the school because there was a black child admitted to William French Elementary School. On her way to the school, with the U.S. Marshals surrounding her, there were white people on both sides of the street shouting and taunting and calling Ruby names that she didn't even understand because she was six years old. They even shoved a child-sized casket in front of her with a little black doll in it. This continued on most days during that school year. Barbara Henry, who was uh, Ruby's teacher, recalled these things to a psychologist named Robert Coles. And Robert began to meet with Ruby. And the teacher told Mr. Coles that uh, she noticed Ruby's lips moving as she arrived at school every day. So the psychologist, Robert Coles, asked Ruby, he said, who, who are you talking to when you get to school? She said, I'm talking to God. And she said, I pray when I go to school and when I go home. And one of the reasons that she does, she did that, she said, was that there were so many people on the sides of the street under such terrible distress. Well, what is it that you say to God? Said the psycho psychologist. She said, I pray for the people on the side of the road because they are angry and they are upset and I pray that God will Give them peace and take away whatever it is that, making, that is making them so angry and so upset and so unhappy. This was, of course, at the beginning of the great war that the civil rights movement was in our nation. Where did you learn this? Asked Mr. Coles. From my mommy and my daddy and from the minister at our church. Ruby Bridges' parents were illiterate. They could neither read nor write. But they raised their child to know God. To know about peace. To know about righteousness. We just heard Jan read to us 
a terrible story that followed on a joyous story that Eric read to us out in the hallway. Today, Palm Sunday, we remember when Jesus rode triumphantly into Jerusalem. And the next Friday, some of those same people who were shouting his praises were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. You and I stood in that hallway and raised palms and said, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Where will we be on Friday? I wonder. Now, I don't blame the people. I don't blame the people. I mean, for one thing, they, they go along with the crowd. There is such a thing as mob mentality. You know that. You've probably experienced it at one time or another. I don't blame the people too much because they shouted out. Now, the Pharisees did. The Pharisees said to Jesus, tell your, tell your supporters over here to be quiet. And Jesus said, and rightly so, if these were quiet, the very stones would shout out. Now, there are a lot of ways to interpret that. The way I interpret it is that when the earth sees truth, then it responds truthfully and appropriately. God says in the reading from Isaiah today, by myself I have sworn and from my mouth goes forth a word that will not return. Now what that means is kind of funny. We don't talk like that very often these days. But what that means is this is a word that I will never go back on. This is a word that cannot return to me empty. In another place in Isaiah, Isaiah says, God, Isaiah has God say, my word will not return to me empty. It will prosper in that for which I sent it. Jesus goes he goes out to the Mount of Olives and then he goes through the trial and he goes through all of this stuff and he has to carry his cross or Simon of Cyrene has to carry his cross. When the psychiatrist or psychologist asked Ruby Bridges what she prayed for, she said, I prayed for the people on the side of the street. And when he said, why do you do that? She said, because they don't know what they're doing. Because they don't know what they're doing. Bless them, God, because they don't know what they're doing. I get it. I get it. Like Peter, I often say, blah, blah, blah because I don't know what to say. When we had the story of the Transfiguration only a few weeks ago, Peter said, Lord, it's good to be here. Let's build three booths, blah, 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 on the top of the mountain. You remember that? And the gospeler says, he said this because he didn't know what to say. 
And my mama told me, if you don't know what to say, don't say it. Probably a good idea. They don't know what they're doing. And here we are, and here we will be on Friday. And in the midst of all of the abuse, in the midst of all of the disrespect, in the midst of all of the anger, in the midst of all of the passion, in the midst of all of the suffering, and in the midst of all the pain, the words are there. Forgive them, Lord, they don't know what they're doing. They thought they were doing the right thing. They thought they were doing the thing that would protect their culture and protect the way, their way of life and protect them from all of the stuff that was, that was going on that was new and, and weird and, and, and strange. But the words somehow were there. I have a hard time understanding it because the people who hurt me, I have to remember that I was told to, to pray for them in order to do that. But not in this case. The words were there. Forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing. And those words came to a six-year-old girl. Prayers of the people are found in your bulletin. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for Michael, our presiding bishop, for Andy, Hector, Jeff, and Kay, our bishops. In the, in the Diocesan Cycle of Prayer, Christ Church Cathedral Houston, Grace Houston, and Holy Family Houston, for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, for the priests in our community, Mike, Jim, Craig, Bill, and Lillian, and for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. For all the, for all the members of the armed forces and for all who struggle for peace and justice, that they may act with prudence and vision to plant the seeds of your kingdom everywhere. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. We pray for our parish and our vestry. We pray for St. Thomas the Apostles' School, for those who teach and those who learn. 
Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest, especially Jim Hall. We praise you for St. Thomas the Apostle and your saints who have entered into joy. Let us give thanks for our blessings and pray for our own needs and those of others, especially Chris, Ken, Nancy, Amber, Christina, Patrick, Helen, and those the congregation wishes to name at this time, silently or aloud. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer, and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit, and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. My sisters and brothers, the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Be seated, please. mostly about Holy Week, uh, but I want to tell you that Garvin Ashby, who is our, our choir director, of course, uh, came down with COVID, and he tested positive uh, yesterday, and he called, I called him last night, and he, uh, he's feeling fine. He has sniffles and a cough, but uh, no other symptoms, and he is uh, hoping that on, uh, by Thursday, Monday Thursday, he will be back in the saddle, as it were, with us. So do keep Garmin in your prayers. I want to thank you, uh, and, and I'm, not, I'm not casting any aspersions on those of you who are not wearing your name tags, but for those of you who are, I thank you, because this is my first Sunday doing this. Uh, I, don't, I haven't met every one of you. I've met many of you, but I haven't met every one of you, I don't think. And my capacity for retaining names is, uh, iffy as as life goes on uh i said to somebody at breakfast this morning that of all the things i miss of all the things i lost i missed my mind the most so if you will continue to wear your name tags through the next several weeks i, I would i would appreciate it and maybe would uh, other people that you don't know which leads me to say why don't you find somebody in this room right now look around if you want Find somebody that you don't know and go up to that person after church and say, hi, my name is, and give them your real name <laughs> and, and, and learn who they are. That, that's, a, that's a good thing to do. Uh, I want to say uh, that this Holy Week is uh, 
uh, has made me appreciate Mike Stone very, very much uh, because I have never heard of a priest who left town before Holy Week. <laughs> what a brilliant man he is. <laughs> we have a number of opportunities to worship this week. Uh, first of all, on Wednesday, uh, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the afternoon, we will offer the sacramental uh, uh, service of, of reconciliation, used to be called confession. Uh, and the, the liturgy of reconciliation is for uh, anyone. Uh, the Episcopal Church's stand on confession is all may, some should, none must. You are all welcome to, uh, to exercise, uh, to do auricular confession. Auricular means to the ear. Uh, and uh, we will be here uh, between three and five o'clock on Wednesday uh, to hear confessions if you want. You do not need an appointment to come between three and five. If you want to come at other times, then you should give me a call and we will arrange a mutually convenient time. And then at 6 o'clock in the evening, uh, Wednesday, we will do the Stations of the Cross. These beautiful Stations of the Cross that you see around the, uh, around the, the uh, sanctuary uh, will be a, an assistant, assistance for us as we pray the Stations on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Thursday, of course, is Monday Thursday, and that, will, uh, that service will be at 6 o'clock as well. And we will, uh, that's the service at which we strip the altar and the, and the altar area of all ornamentation. There won't be any ornamentation left. The only thing that's going to be left will be that font uh, because it weighs about a short ton and we're not going to move it out of the, out of the, uh, the sanctuary. But the, uh, but the, the ornamentation is, is uh, taken out of the sanctuary and the sacrament uh, which usually lives in the, the little gold box back there called an ombre. We have to have a special name for everything, you know. That, uh, it, the sacrament of the bread and wine will be uh, taken into the chapel, and there is a small altar of repose in there, and that's where the, uh, where the elements will stay overnight. Uh, a Good Friday, we will have services at 12 and 6, at noon and 6, Friday again from three to five will be uh, sacramental confession if you want to take uh, advantage of that. I, I don't know if you've ever done confession. If you're a long time Episcopalian, you might, you might not have ever done it. If you were raised Roman Catholic, you've probably done it before. Uh, I have done it a few times. I'm a lifelong Episcopalian, but I've done it a few times. And it's, it's good, as Father Mike reminds us, sometimes we have burdens to carry and as time goes on the burden just seems to get heavier and heavier and if you have something like that in your life and you want to lay it down and you think you might need some help doing that then this is a, this is a time to take advantage of that uh, then on uh, uh, Friday evening at six o'clock again will be the uh, Good Friday liturgy uh, and distribution of communion. There'll be distribution of communion at both services on, on Good Friday. And then on Sunday morning, uh, next Sunday, Easter Day, uh, the Easter Vigil will 
begin at 6.30. And we'll start out in the, in the portico share there with uh, lighting a new fire as we do traditionally in, in the Easter Vigil. Uh, and that starts at 6.30. And next week, the 8 o'clock service will be at 8.30. Okay? It'll still be the 8 o'clock service, but it will begin at 8.30. So if you plan to come to the uh, 8 o'clock service next week, uh, and you do, you'll be a half hour early. That's okay. You can sit in here and say your prayer. Uh, but it will begin at 8.30 because the vigil sometimes goes long. Uh, and then the late service next week will be at 10.30 as usual. I think we have covered everything. Is that it? Okay. Any other announcements that need to Alex, are there announcements need to be made with Alex? Yes, Ellen? Okay, uh, in case you didn't hear, if you would like to give Easter flowers in uh, memory of someone or in honor of someone's life and ministry, uh, there are envelopes in the uh, narthex. That's this room right outside the doors. Uh, there are envelopes there and you can uh, uh, write a check or you can just send a check to the church office with a note uh, for it uh, on your very large check. You send it to, to the church office. Yes, another one? Another one. Easter egg hunt. Yes, the Easter egg hunt is at 9 o'clock next Sunday. The Easter egg hunt is at 9 o'clock. Thank you. That's one of the sacraments I forgot about. The Easter egg hunt is at 9 o'clock next, next Sunday on Easter Day. Yes, Ellen. Other Ellen. Thank you. DOK meeting, Daughters of King Mary uh, uh, meeting right after church in Christ Hall. Is that correct? In Christ Hall. Great. The Daughters is, is a great organization, by the way. Guys like me depend on the Daughters because their main job is to pray. That's a, that's a big deal. Okay. Walk in love as Christ loves us and gives himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We give thanks to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you father almighty creator of heaven and earth through jesus christ our lord for our sins he was lifted high upon the cross that he might draw the whole world to himself by his suffering and death he became the source of eternal salvation for all who put their trust in him therefore we praise you joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In Him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In Him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before He died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when He had given thanks to you, He broke it and gave it to His disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. 
Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his summoning of glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presented to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with blessed Thomas and all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. These are the gifts of God.
pray together. Loving God, we give you thanks for restoring us in our image and nourishing us with spiritual food in the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. Now send us forth a people forgiven, healed, renewed, that we may proclaim your love to the world and continue in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Do not be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. All things break, and all things can be mended. Not with time, as they say, but with intention. So go, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world waits in darkness for the light that is you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be upon you and remain with you this day and always. Amen. Amen.
Chris, does the Bible come in?